Hi, this is Karen Walker. Welcome to No Dumbing Down, a podcast series for senior leaders. We're focused on creating the internal strategies to drive and support your external growth. There are a lot of great companies out there who are doing work um, on research and um, certainly on taking some of that research and turning it into charts and graphs that are easy for the rest of us to digest. One of those companies is an organization called Statista at statista.com that I've been really impressed with. I every morning get an email from them that has a chart. Uh, I get a poem every day and I get a chart every day. And I think that's a super way for me to start my day with a little balance. Uh, but a result of that is that um, I get all of these amazing charts um, about things that I mostly didn't know or hadn't thought about in the way that they're presenting the data. Um, I was inspired by a recent chart that I got from Statista entitled Exit Strategy, and it tells us what most startups are hoping for, for in terms of an, where they intend to go, right? So what are they uh, looking for an acquisition? They intend to stay private, uh, go IPO, or they simply don't know. Uh, this data was gathered with the original question of what is the realistic long-term goal for your company? And this came from uh, Silicon Valley Bank originally. So the interesting data that came from the question is that 53% of, of all tech and healthcare startups uh, were looking for an acquisition. 18% uh, wanted to stay private, 16% were looking for IPO, and 13% said, I don't know. Uh, so this was all sort of really interesting information for me. I'll say that the next layer down in terms of thinking about this information and the impacts of this information and how that will focus your organization was even more exciting to me because I looked at this and I thought, wow, first of all, how could 13% not know uh, what they're hoping for their exit strategy to be? And so that caused some thinking on my part around um, what would cause someone to not know that because clearly um, uh, CEO's job would be to think about those things. And so rather than saying dereliction of duty, decided that what might cause someone to not know is that they're, they're maybe just too busy, right? They haven't, they're too tactical. They haven't really had a chance to pick their head up because they're too busy putting out fires. Or perhaps there's someone who's just too technical and doesn't have the business acumen who can help them think through what their exit strategy might be. So if you're in survival mode, too busy, too tactical, or just not savvy enough, you might not know. I would refer those people uh, to some of my podcasts and writings on time to think and the real importance of understanding what you want for an exit. Because if you don't know where you're going, we have no idea where you will end up. Um, and you might end up lucky with an exit that works for you, but you also might not. I would say um, this other category, so the acquisition category, which is 53%, didn't surprise me much because I'm certainly working with a lot of tech companies who hope to be acquired someday. The impact of that, though, is really interesting. So if you think about where you would focus yourself if you're looking to be acquired, your market and the market segment that you're going for would necessarily be smaller because your hope will be that you're acquired by an organization that would plug you, find it easy to plug you into their existing offerings. So some examples of that would be sort of Facebook with Instagram, certainly Google with YouTube. Uh, so all the tech giants um, have uh, really easy examples for us to access. 
about their acquisitions. And those that have been successful have been those that have been easiest to plug and play and who had really good product market fit with the current offerings of the larger organization. They completed them in some way and they brought more value to their customers as well as broadening their market possibilities. Then there's the segment of IPO. So 16% are hoping for an IPO. And I would bet that 10 years, 20 years ago, that was a lot larger segment of this population, that acquisition was smaller and IPO was larger. And the reason for that would be that we had a lot more IPOs earlier in life stage than we're seeing today. Companies are tending to wait longer to go public, uh, which might be a good thing for the market. It might also be a good thing for the company. But that the IPOs are smaller now tells me that it's both harder and maybe not as advantageous to the organization. So if you're thinking that IPO will be your exit, you want to think about some things like how do you make your market segment broad enough so that, A, you have a longer run in terms of when you'll be valuable, in terms of what the offering can be to your customers, uh, and in terms of what's, what's likely to happen in the long term there. So you have a bigger, broader, longer-term vision there. Um, if we think about um, some, some IPOs uh, where the organizations didn't do that, you can think about GoPro, for example, who had a very successful high-flying uh, IPO and then weren't able to broaden their market. Um, in their case, the natural segment was to go into drones, and they were unsuccessful in getting into the drone business um, and have uh, subsequently crashed back down to earth with their share price as a result. Um, or a company even like Blue Apron, which went public home delivery for food and meals, one of those home meal services, who has not been successful. Um, and I think in part because their offerings were, were too narrow in terms of the product and too broad in terms of the regions that they were trying to cover. The third segment beyond I don't know is the stay private. And stay private's about 18%. We certainly have many examples of companies that have decided to stay private and, and grow. And I think this also is becoming um, a bigger, bigger and, and broader segment of this market because it's easier to stay private today. There's so much uh, venture and equity uh, money around. And with that money, you don't have to go public and deal with all of the uh, burdens of being a public company. Uh, one might call them disciplines, others might call them burdens, uh, in order to grow your company. You can continue, you can get cash infusions without having to go public. And so I think it makes sense that where we are today is acquisition, largest, stay private, second, clo closely with IPO. Um, and then the surprise is the 13% don't know. Um, I'll just say to those of you who don't know, um, it's very important to take time to think and sort this out because it will have a huge impact on where you put your focus in terms of your marketing, where you put your focus in terms of your hiring, um, sort of cash that you'll need to have, where you're going to get your cash from. Um, it plays into almost every strategic decision in the organization. We can say that an overarching goal for all organizations would be to create a good company. Um, and that's not enough. It's really important to know what the exit strategy is, and roughly when you think you'll get there. Hey, thanks for listening. You can also join the conversation using hashtag NoDumbingDown across social media 
or I'd be grateful if you'd subscribe to No Dumbing Down on iTunes. And of course, please rate us while you're there. You can also head to nodumbingdown.com to hear this episode and more and to sign up for our newsletter delivered to your inbox each week. Take good care. Thank you.